You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast, sponsored by Lono Coffee. Visit LonoCoffee.com, use promo code COFFEE2020 for a discount. Today, a disappointing performance by the Washington football team in a 20-13 loss to the Carolina Panthers. I talked to Michael Phillips from the Richmond Times-Dispatch about the loss, more specifically what it means for quarterback Dwayne Haskins. We also talked Chase Young, a massive silver lining here as well as looking ahead to the finale against Philadelphia. Can this team still do it? Who would, who would, start, who would you start at quarterback? I also asked Michael about the column he wrote last week about Ron Rivera's chance to back up his culture talk when it came to the Haskins situation. An interesting conversation. You can follow Michael on Twitter at MichaelPRTD, and you can read my work on ESPN.com. Before I share my conversation with Michael, I have a couple quick comments, and they are, they are relatively quick. A lot was made after the game about Dwayne Haskins not talking to the media initially. For me, it was simply noted because we always talk to the starting quarterback. Clearly, when there's a benching, it becomes an ambiguous situation, and if a guy wants to talk to us, they usually do. If a player dresses and is requested, they are obligated to talk per NFL rules. I don't want to crush Haskins for this. I'm only addressing it because it became out. It was out on social media, so I wanted to let people know what happened. We were told initially that he turned down a request in the heat of the moment, and then when Taylor Heineke talked, he felt that he had satisfied the requirement that the quarterback talks. But when he got home and realized PR had been calling him, he got in touch with them and said he would talk. You can do with that what you want with that information. I appreciate the fact that he did talk, regardless of how it came together or what anybody else thinks. That's what happened. Washington PR called it a miscommunication. Again, I'm not crushing the kid for that. It has been a brutal week for him. Michael and I will talk enough about Haskins, so I, didn't, I don't need to go into too much on him. I have been disappointed this season in slot receiver Steven Sims Jr., though, and he finished strong last year, and I really liked him. By all accounts, he had a good offseason of work. I liked how he would get open against guys in the slot. Felt like he left guys in the dust, especially in those whip routes. But because of injuries, he was slowed this year. The inconsistent hands have also been a problem. It was one reason why Washington was slow to play him last year. I don't think they didn't really trust his hands. And there's some other things, but I know that that was part of it. And that's why he didn't go back to punt return until later in the year. Sure enough, he muffed a punt that resulted in a touchdown and got Washington off on a horrible foot. He just hasn't made the plays I thought he would. I'd like to see how he responds to this year, but he's got some work to do. That muffed punt was an absolute killer. I can't imagine how upset Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera is tonight. I was told during the week how badly he wanted this game against his former team and for the division title. Instead, his team looked really bad for three quarters, especially offensively. I'm not blaming him. We all saw what we saw. That's what we saw. And here he is, having dealt with what they did during this year, having to once more deal with nonsense. And I'll say this again. The owner must stay away from player acquisition. 
he likes guys with a certain swagger who speak a certain way or by that I mean like with you know some of the confidence or bravado or whatever all that does is end up in bad fits and bad teams he needs to start listening for certainly key spots to his coaches and his scouts whatever QB they get next it has to be one that is brought in by the football people that would represent a change over the past decade Alex Smith is one example of a guy that Snyder was really not the driving force behind but a lot of the other ones that's been the case he needs to step back otherwise you get these Dwayne Haskins situations where again this team certainly would not have invested a first round pick in him had they gone with the advice of the scouts and the coaches maybe they take him later in the second second round if he falls a third whatever but it becomes different when you take him 15th and that I think that got everything off to a bad start for, for Haskins. Anyway, that's it for me. After this break, I'll be back with Michael Phillips from the Richmond Times-Dispatch. We're talking Haskins, Chase Young, and more. You've heard me talking about Lono Coffee for a couple months now. Let me tell you a little bit about who they are and what they're about. Lono Coffee is based in the Shenandoah Valley, just a nice bunch of people who are open for business during this trying time. Just look at their website, LoneOakCoffee.com, and what do they highlight? Their core values of quality, family, transparency. They work with co-op farmers from all over the world to source their beans. They also support small farmers to find the right beans. During this pandemic, one of my saving graces has been grinding my beans from Lone Oak Coffee and taking a few minutes before the day to savor the coffee, get my mind right, put a little jazz or Frank Sinatra or Louis Armstrong on in the background, even better. I've enjoyed all their blends, but among my favorites, the Ethiopian Guji, love the berry flavor, the Mexican Chiapas, and their house blend. Start your day off right with Lone Oak Coffee. Visit LoneOakCoffee.com, that's L-O-N-E-O-A-K, coffee.com. Use promo code COFFEE2020 for a discount. You can thank me later. And now it's Michael Phillips from the Richmond Times of Dispatch, America's podcast, guys. And right before we came on, I think you kind of said something like, basically, just when you think you've seen everything. You can't make this stuff up, man. Right. Would, and that's what you said. You e- even by Ashburn standards, this has been a week. I don't, I don't even know where to begin with it because it has been. But, like, I mean, I guess the obvious place is, I was just listening, Dwayne Haskins, there's the topic. Everybody's uh, talking. All right, about. let's go big picture on Dwayne Haskins yes. here. He's been here for two years now. He's He's been in the NFL for two years, and I, I get that he's young and hasn't had a lot of coaches and all that, but the mistakes he's making are not, oh, boy, you know, they disguised the blitz well, and they really fooled you there, and, uh, you know, oh, if he just done – he's making day one mistakes of, frankly, I, I mean, I just – you know, Taylor Heineke comes in and sees the things – that Dwayne could have seen to advance the team and, and, and win the game. It, some of these mistakes have been just baffling how he has not gotten over that, that hump. Well, what's, what's concerning is that, and I know, like, end of the game, they're going to play different defenses. Let's say that. But Heineke looked more comfortable. Mm-hmm. He's been here a month. It's, it's a really tight-knit team, too. I think you got it even from a distance. You can yes. tell that these guys like each other. These guys play for each other. We've been talking, you know, everybody talks about how that 11-day stretch between Dallas and Pittsburgh, they all got to know each other, they all like each other. They want to play that style, up-tempo, pump each other up, you know, the swag style, I guess, if you will. 
and it just it just feels like that all just the balloon deflates when seven is out there. Well, it, I mean, that's the thing. I think energy, the, the, these guys want to bring energy. There are a lot yeah. of guys that bring it, and it's, it hasn't been happening with him. Let's go back. Well, let's, let's go back to the decision to keep him around. Sure. Because you did write something on that earlier this week, and I wanted to revisit that with you because at the time, I mean, you pretty clear. If you're changing the culture, there was your chance to do it. Yeah. My, you know, it's funny because I talked to some other people in the building too where it's like I think the hard part for them was it's the whole, you're trying to help these other 52 guys win a division title, and you feel like that's your best chance. And so you feel like if you make a move, you ha- you go away from that. But and, and I'm not an absolutist here, because I understand there, there is a time and a place where culture does not trump all. When, three years from now, when this team's 13-3, and three, and we're going into NFC title game week, and Chase Young does something stupid on a Monday, which I don't think he will, but let's say he does, that is the time when you say he apologized to the team or we're moving past this we're on to the nfc like when you have the chance at the prize you do throw throw some things out the window and ron rivera demonstrated that in carolina he gave cam newton a long leash in the winning seasons and a shorter leash in in, in the losing seasons i just you know, they're six and nine right now it's the nfc east Look, I think these guys could beat Tampa in the playoffs. I know that sounds crazy. You've been on that for a couple of weeks. I know that sounds crazy. I think these guys could beat Tampa in the playoffs. I still don't think in year one it's worth compromising for this NFC's title. And that's where I, you know, I think it's, it's a hard thing. And again, because I understand that point. And my yeah. point, again, my thing was, first of all, Rivera got put in a really bad spot. Oh, goodness. And, and like you saw that throughout the week mm-hmm. when he snapped on the video conference and it I know it was after my question. It wasn't directed at me. No. I know that. Nope. It was directed at, at he just didn't want to talk about anymore, and it was, a, it was about his frustration with having to deal with that, and that's what comes with this. But that's why I say, like, it, it really, he must not have had, they, I don't think they all had a lot of faith in what they knew what Heineke or Steven Montez could do, and which is, again, why I think there's the old 50, it's about the 53, mm-hmm. But it just, it, it really was, I mean, now in hindsight, you look at it and say, well, you could have done this, and maybe it would have worked out. You, you don't know that Heineke's going to be that good oh, and God get that no. much juice God and no. be that no. much of a natural. No. That's why I say it's a Let, hindsight. Let's yeah, call I, it what it is. He missed a couple throws, too. Yeah. In, a, in a full week of prep and play, he might not be that good. Sure. Uh, Absolutely. Because if he was that good, he'd be on an NFL roster. But he was better than expected, and shoot, I was willing to write off the Philly game if him or Montez had to play, and I don't think it's a total write-off now. I I think give this guy a week, see what you can do. This defense covers over a lot of flaws, even though they struggled at at, at times today a lot. And like like I said, to be clear, with with what you had thought in your root column, and I think there was a difference of opinion by a lot of others, and I think it is a definite thought that you can have when you're trying to build that culture, and it just—I just felt like Rivera got put in such a bad spot that you know you're trying to win, you're saying you want to win, and if this guy does that, and like, well, we can do this, and it's clear, I think, after today, that you can look at Haskins' future and say it's not going to be in Washington. And if I if I have a regret, is that people seem to think I'm anti Ron Rivera, which which is not true at all. I think he's been really good for this yeah. franchise. I am behind a lot of the moves he's made. He has assembled a very nice football team here. I think they could be competitive sooner rather than later. You know, but that's also why you're harsher on the guy when, when he makes what you perceive to be a pretty big misstep. And earlier this season as well, with the timeouts not playing to win games, goodness, how much would you like to have one of those back right now? 
well, that two-point conversion still, and not not even the decision, but the fail to get mm-hmm. it was more oh, yeah. is a bigger thing than oh. even like the extra timeout against the Baltimore or Cleveland, or whatever. But but yeah. to, to wrap up the other quarterback though, is this a bad sign for Montez that that he didn't get in, that he didn't get the nod? I think it's a lot about. I mean, Rivera is so big on trust, yeah. and I think that's where um, I don't think he trusts Haskins, and I and I don't think they trust what they know what they have in Montez because. They can't even look at preseason film and say, well, we can do this because yeah. we saw this. You, they didn't get that opportunity this year. So I think that's where a lot, and they know they've had Heineke before. Now, when he came in, it's 20 to three. I think at that point, you're just, you're looking for a spark and he kind of gave him one. But I think that's a lot of what it is too. But, you know, again, I think we come out, going back to what I said a couple minutes ago, you come out of this one and say, okay, Haskins' future is elsewhere. Your, your lack of trust never more evident there than fourth and two from the eight. Yeah. And you kick the field goal. Like, that that's not a play to win the game play. Especially because you knew that um, you hadn't been getting down there all day. So, and I, yep. and I get yep. that, you know, I get the, you cut it to a two-score game. The I, math checks I, out. I absolutely get that. But I do think my first thought was, well, if you have somebody else a quarterback, do you go for that? And I don't know that, you know, he would – we saw a fourth and two later in the game where it was, you know, you certainly didn't handle it well. Yeah. So, which is, I think, part of why Rivera went to Taylor Heineke. Yeah, it, just a tough week all around in what should have been a really triumphant week here. And, you know, you've, all Ron Rivera wants to talk about is the future, and I understand why, because the past is a flaming pile of dog poo. I mean, it just is here. The last 10 years speaks for itself, and yet we constantly get dragged back into it. And right. it just how much did this resemble all those late season failures of recent memory? I think it's the old Al Pacino, just when I thought I was done, they pulled me back in. I mean, <laughs> pulled me back in. That, which is, and it's, listen, I mean, and to be clear, like from a media perspective, you don't, like, the last thing I wanted last week in the week of Christmas was to <laughs> have to deal with all of that. As a reporter, it is not what you want. It, it you know, and I understand that we, we are bringing the message here, but we're not negative we're just hearing the things we hear right. and passing them along and with this franchise those things have been negative more often than they've been yeah. positive I, I would love to be in Tampa that first week of February that yeah. sounds fun I mean it's it's a lot more fun to cover playoff football than it is to do anything else in <laughs> than January. senior bowls yeah exactly <laughs> well but looking looking yeah. at the future the one guy who really jumped out big time again was Chase Young and just I mean he seems to get better or mm. do more every week any any surprise for you the way he's been finishing this dude he's so good he, he impresses me more and more every week it just in the first half 20 to 3 he was just he was steaming hot on the sideline he was really mad they were not giving their all he was not he was really mad they were not executing they were not finishing he was mad they were losing man give give me 22 of those guys we'll have a football team uh, i'll just, take a few more <laughs> <laughs> need some depth too um he the, the motor, the way he plays, the speed, the power, makes his own fumble and recovers it. Uh, a well-deserved nod, obviously, making him captain, captain yes. um, which was very nice because it covered over Alex Smith also being named a captain, which was a little, uh, hey, my, fi- my guy finally gets to be uh, the quarterback captain here. But, uh, but, but well-deserved for Chase, and uh, I, I just, you know, he, he reminds me of Jonathan Allen a lot. And, you know, Jonathan Allen, those first couple of years, just the losing ate at him right. so much coming from a winning college program and not being used to it and you just hope he doesn't lose that fight you're going to lose in the nfl you could lose six games a year if you're a really good team 
you're going to lose because these are the best players in the world. But, man, keep that fire. It's really cool to see. I, I, I agree with that. And I think the, the, inter- the thing that's been fun to see with him, it's organic. Yeah. It is not a force. It is not a – and this, you know, I mean, Haskins made a lot of noise. I want to be a captain. And then mm-hmm. he gets named captain and all that. That's fine. This is all, like, happened organically. This happened – he was named captain because he became – a team leader, but I think the difference too when we, you bring up Allen, and you're right. I think getting those guys from those big those programs, Alabama, Ohio State, they're used to a certain thing. The difference though is that Chase Young is a playmaker, yeah, yes. and like so he can impact the game. I think even now, I think Jonathan Allen's been playing really well, but Chase Young makes can make game changing plays, and I think guys like Chase Young view himself as the solution, not anything more than that. Not a piece of the puzzle, you, you yes. or whatever. It, it, and. That's that's who you're riding in Philly next week. You know, whatever this situation is, maybe Alex Smith at 90%, Taylor Heineke, whatever we're doing here, Philly is out of this. Get a big play early. Get to Hurts early. It's going to be cold. It's going to be miserable in that stadium. There are no fans. The wind blows around in there. It's a terrible place to be. It's a terrible city to be in. I don't like the people there. Uh, <laughs> other than that, though. Uh, <laughs> There's it, some good restaurants up there. There are some good restaurants in Philly. Get to them early. Let your playmakers make plays. That's how you demoralize a team. That's how you clinch a playoff spot instead of letting them hang around. Like you spot you spot a team twenty to nothing. Right. They started. Hey, we're not playing for anything. Winning feels good. Yeah. Let, let's let's go for this. Well, because their problem was not being able to come back in the fourth quarter. Yeah. That's what Carolina's. I mean, Bridgewater was zero for eight when having the ball in the fourth quarter this year. They kind of alleviated that by not falling behind. Yeah. Do you still think that this team can do it in Philly? In Philly? Well, they'll be the underdogs, and I think rightly so. But you know. Can you score on the first possession? Hmm. They're over 15. Nobody's gone over in recent memory. You always talk about consistency. Consistency. You, you've got to score on the first possession. You've got to make a big defensive play early. Take them out of the game, and you you can you can walk to this thing. You can win 41-10. You can romp it. If you let Philly think they've got a shot, they're going to take that shot, and they're going to enjoy beating you and making your life miserable. I mean, they're the favorites for a reason. Right, and I think you know Jalen Hurts, you want to get to him a little bit early mm-hmm. just to – because guys like that, once they get confidence, their game changes. And, and that's, that's a scary thing for this team, I think, because they've given up enough big plays – that it's helped them dig a hole. It's just that the defense clamps down a lot better. Man, you got to really hope Terry McLaurin's back too. Yeah. That's that is. I, I like what Cam Sims brings to the table, but there there's a <laughs> drop. Terry. There's a drop off there, and uh, tough tough day for Antonio Gandy Gold in his his first game. Yeah, back. he yeah. he. And I wasn't expecting tough, tough spot. Yeah, I wasn't expecting. He he's had a disjointed rookie year. Yep. I don't. I think you can just worry about him for next year and just yep. hope he can throw a few blocks this year. And help, but yeah, I mean, and I guess the other thing is if Alex Smith can come back, and that's what do you do if he can't? I, I, I'm going Heineke, ride the hot hand. You want a quarterback who can help let your defense win. I think Heineke took too many shots for my taste. That said, it was 20 to six. It was a situation that called for it. I would like him with a much more conservative game plan. He was doing really well reading those short routes. You can tell he has a very in-depth knowledge of the offense and, and how to run it. I think you go with the safe thing. Put this on your defense to win. Could you go back to Dwayne at all? No, no. I mean, what was that last answer from Ron? What do you want to see from him? <sighs> Consistency. Improvement. Improvement. Yeah. Improvement. Yeah. It's over. It's over. It's shocking where we're at with this. This happens so quickly. This year and a half we're talking about taylor heineke <laughs> giving them the best chance to win if alex smith can't play because 
Man, you, we say this so much it's a cliche, but it's true. That kid has talent, Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. That kid is really talent. He's, like, he's that arm a, is good. He's not a bad kid. No. I think he just, what they've always wanted is to mature. Just mature. And, and he hasn't done it to, to the level that they need him to be, yeah. that, that he needs to be. And I think it's been hard to watch him on these Zoom conference calls, too, to be honest. I mean, on Wednesday, it, he, he, it was his decision to give us, you know, mm-hmm. to talk to us and give us an apology. Today, after the game, and we're seeing a understandably beaten down, defeated yeah. kid. Yeah, and you, you know, you, you made the point just about uh, on your podcast uh, last week about uh, Chase Young and you just being fiery after the loss, after making a mistake. It just it, it comes out differently in everybody, but you just never got the sense that he internalized what he needed to improve and worked on it and improved at it. And that, that it's tough to see. Um, Michael Strahan was on the, the pregame show to say, like, there are people with less talent than you who will make it further in this league than you when you have that mentality. And by the way, that's Taylor Heineke. He's yeah. way less talented than Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. And I think there are a lot of guys in the league who, I mean, as we've seen in the league, not just Dwayne Haskins, talent only takes you so far. Mm-hmm. Talent will get you here, but it's not going to keep you here. W- would you go back to Haskins? No. No. I don't. I. I. I no. It, I, he'll be in the facility though. He'll be with the team this week. He'll yeah. be with the team this week. I think that'll be his last week, and yeah. you know, or whatever the season ends. Is I there, think is there any trade value there? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I could see is if somebody really liked him before the draft and said, you know what, we'll give you a seventh round pick yeah. for him. But there's been so much that has happened with him that he has really hurt his value. Plus, I think teams are going to know. They're going to cut him. Yep. If nobody trades him, they're going to cut him. All about so, leverage. Yeah, so why would we trade for him if they're going to cut him? Because they are going to go out and get somebody else. And I do think the best thing for Haskins is to go somewhere else and start over. Get out of your hometown. Mm-hmm. Yep. Go somewhere else. Eliminate these distractions. And just bury yourself in your work. And, uh, and uh, the home, the hometown thing's for real. I, I think yeah, that's I a think, very I real think factor. It is too. Yeah. And uh, listen, I mean, I, it'd be... Nice to see if this kid rebounds and does something down the road. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll happen or not. I mean, we've all seen what we've seen, and we, you know, and we hear what we hear. But he is young, and so if he can go somewhere else and maybe carve out a career for himself, that'd be fun. Be a nice story for him. I just don't see it happening here. It feels like this is a really important off-season quarterback search because I did. Oh, yes. I just feel good about this defense. Yeah. I, I oh, do. I, yes. I mean, get somebody in it. Don't waste this window. Yeah. The like. You have a chance to do something. This window and plus this division. This division is highly winnable. It's not getting better next year. No, it's highly winnable for the next several years, which is why I wonder, you know, I mean, wonder with, okay, does that automatically you're going to find a veteran now somehow? Because do you want to, would you really want to ride with an Alex Smith plus rookie? I think that's asking a lot. I don't think that I'd want to go into next year with Alex Smith as the starter. I'd, I'd want to get something. There's going to be some veterans available. We'll we'll talk about those as the season or as the offseason goes. But yes, I think you're right. I think you look at this team, this defense right now can get you somewhere. If you get a good quarterback in there, I think this offense looks a lot different. No doubt. Well, let's end there, Michael, and have a happy new year. Thanks for coming on again. And good times. See, let's see what this week brings. See what this week brings. <laughs> I'm afraid. To, I'm afraid to see, but we'll end there. Thanks, Michael. Yep. It's almost that time when you put your name in a grid and hope that your box hits the final score. But you don't have to wait until February to start winning. With Boxes, you can play box pools every day for every game. Boxes is completely free to play and you can win big. 
Washington football fans who download the app from the App Store or go to boxes.com, that's B-O-X-I-Z.com, and use our code KIME20 can enter our contest. We'll have new games every week and incredible prizes in the playoffs and for the big game that will include tickets to games next year when fans can finally return in 2021. So go to boxes.com for more information or download the app now. B-O-X-I-Z. Use the code KIME20 when you sign up and when you enter our contest. It's free for you and your friends to get in and win. Boxes. It's anyone's game. That's it for this episode. Thanks to Michael for joining me, and thank you, as always, for listening. Thanks to Lono Coffee for their continued support as well. I'll talk to you next time.